I love coffee. I love coffee in the morning and coffee in the evening and coffee in the middle of the day and coffee in the middle of the night and coffee at all the time. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on July 5th, we will be talking about how this year is going for us so far, looking over the TBR list we made at the beginning of the year, and talking about the books we've actually read. <laughs> then, on July 12th, we will be discussing Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, with special guest Amy from the Rambling Raven Puffs podcast. We had a great time talking with her, and we hope you'll join us for the fun. Have you checked out our Patreon yet? If not, you should! We've got all sorts of fun perks we'd love to share with you, including stickers, bookmarks, and even a cool logo mug. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patron, Ronnie. May the sun always shine on your book and not in your eyes. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. We are so glad you've joined us once again, and today we are doing one of my favorite kind of episodes, which is a listicle. This episode is titled, Favorite Authors Whose Books I Always Buy No Matter What They Publish Authors. So these are, to me, these are my automatic buys. Oh, that author put out a book? I'm going to put that in my shopping cart right now, even though it's not coming out till mm, probably September, but that's fine. I want it right now. So as you know, in our listicles, we usually each go back and forth about 10 different items of our list. We do have some overlap today on our list, and we are going to start with two authors that we have both overlapped as automatic buys slash favorite authors slash however Abby defines this. Abby? I mostly define it as authors that I just like auto buy when I see that they've got a new book coming out or if I see like on Goodreads they have untitled five six and seven of the series I'm like want to read want to read want to read <laughs> yes 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 then I just sit there waiting searching Amazon going when are you coming out when are you coming out <laughs> so yeah for the current day authors those are the ones that I chose I also have a couple authors on my list that have sadly passed away so they have no new stuff coming out. However, they have books out that I have not yet read. So. All right. Sounds perfect. All right. Hit us with number one. Or oh, not even number one. Just hit us with your first one on your list. Well, the first one uh, we are going to do is an overlap. It's for both of us. And it's Rachel Aaron. And guys, if you have listened to this podcast at all, you know we love Rachel. <laughs> Her Heartstriker series, her DFZ series, just, oh, she's such a good author. <laughs> so her first series was called The Legend of Eli Monpress. It included the books The Spirit Thief, The Spirit Rebellion, The Spirit Eater, The Spirit War, and Spirit's End. And it also included a short prequel story called Spirit's Oath. And then, of course, the Heartstriker series that we all know and love. Nice dragons finish last. One good dragon deserves another. No good dragon goes unpunished. A dragon of a different color. Last dragon standing. And the short story, Mother of the Year. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the DFZ series, Minimum Wage Magic, Part-Time Gods, and Night Shift Dragons. 
And then the fin- the most recent series she has written, she co-authored, and it's called FFO. The books are Forever Fantasy Online, Last Bastion, and The Once King. And she's also written a standalone called Garrison Girl, which I believe is some sort of illustrated book. Not not a manga. Um, but like a, a, a comic, American. yeah, a comic book. Yeah, a comic book. I think it's a comic book from my understanding. It is. So one thing I do want to note too is that she actually has published a few other books as Rachel Bach, including Fortune's Pawn, um, Honor's Night, and Heaven's Queen, which is a sci-fi series, which I definitely plan on reading because I'm kind of, I'm feeling like I'm having a shift right now where I want to read sci-fi because I'm kind of tired of fantasy, which I know in urban fantasy, don't judge me. I just want some sci-fi. And I'm really excited because I do have Fortune's Pawn like on deck to read but yeah i have not read the legend of eli um eli monpress i know i could read ffo which is forever fantasy online i'll get there eventually but i have read heart strikers in the fc and i have to say there are some of my favorite books and the thing that impressed me the most about rachel aaron is that she is an independent author and i really really like that nice dragons finished last one Best Fantasy Audio Award, which means that she's an independent author who won a really good award for audiobooks, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. The audiobooks are amazing of those. I agree. Mm-hmm. I also want to read the, it's called the Paradox Trilogy is what it is. Fortune's Pawn, Honor's Night, and Heaven's Queen. I am also interested in reading the Legend of Eli Monpress series. I actually bought the first one this past December and I plan to try to read it sometime this year. Obviously I've read the Heart Strikers and DFC. I've also read the first two of FFO, so Forever Fantasy Online and Last Bastion. And I own the Once King. I just haven't listened to it yet. I started listening to it at one point and I got distracted because I just wasn't in the headspace for people being stuck in a game. <laughs> it's just like I was just out of the phase where I could really get into that so I was like eh, we're gonna save this for another day <laughs> but I did enjoy the first two for sure and that cracks me up just, just kind of had to stop for a hot second but yeah I understand those yeah. things just like you're kind of in the mood for sci-fi right now I was just like when I listened to forever fantasy online I was like yes people pulled into a video game this is fun then I read the second one and then the third one came out and I went eh. <laughs> Not up for this right now. <laughs> Please hold. I'll check you out later. We'll get back to you eventually. It's fine. <laughs> I understand these things. All right. Who's next? All right. We're going to do the second of our four crossover authors here. And of course, we can't have a list like this without talking about Patricia Briggs. Such a true statement. Like, I I feel like, okay, so Patricia Briggs has read, or read, wow. I mean, I'm sure she's read plenty of books, but what she's written, we'll go with that. We'll start with the Senenim series, the Hurong duology, the Raven duology, which I have read Dragon's Bone from the Hurong duology. Oh, I guess I should probably tell you the title. So the Senenim series is Mask, Wolf's Bane, Steal the Dragon, When Demons Walk. The Hurong duology is Dragon Bones and Dragon Blood. And the Raven duology is Raven's Shadow and Raven's Strike. Now, like I said, I've read Dragon's Bones. It was good. Haven't read the other ones. The most important books, obviously, of the series is going to be in the Mercy Thompson series and the Alpha and Omega series. 
obviously we have done several episodes on these books. We love these books. So one thing I'm really excited about, I need to get through 2021 to get to 2022 because Soul Taken is going to be the next Mercy Thompson book. And I know they just did a cover release and I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see what it's about. They didn't do a cover release. They did a teaser release. Okay. So they did a teaser release of the cover and I'm really excited because one thing I really enjoy about these books is that we also get to explore um, Native American mythology and I'm hoping maybe like the end of not Smoke Bitten, but the end of Wild Sign, which is in the Alpha Mega series, had Coyote pop in. And I'm like, ooh, will we get a coyote centered graphic novel in Soul Taken? I don't know. But like one thing I really like about Mercy Thompson, not only do we have these 12 going on 13 novels, is that there's a spin-off series called Alpha and Omega where we get to see another part of werewolf culture particularly with the pack of wolves who are considered the oldest and most dangerous wolves. And we get to expand the universe. We get to travel to other places. And I really just love the story of Anna and Charles as well, which is just really awesome. And then not only do we have these written novels with their short stories, there's graphic novels, like there's so much uh, media for this author. It's just awesome. Like if you just need to be immersed in a really good urban fantasy, drop everything go read these books mm-hmm. yeah obviously i've read all of those as well i've actually read dragon bones i think i actually borrowed your copy of it but i'm interested in reading dragon blood at some point i'm also interested in reading her other series i just obviously haven't gotten around to it yet <laughs> yeah i understand it's like she's written a lot of stuff or something <laughs> yeah i know right and she's also done one standalone book called the hobbs bargain I don't know anything about it, but I want to read it just because she wrote it. Yeah, I understand that. Fun fact, did you know that she was born in Montana? Really? And that's why I'm sure we have lots of these. Her series are based out there in the Northwest. I love that. That's awesome. Right? Well, it's also... I'm like, wow, if we were writing a novel and we wrote about where we grew up, the rolling hills of Illinois. The corn fluttered in the wind and the tornado came out of the sky. We all went to the shelter. Actually, not really. We're in the Midwest. We all stood on the porch and went, hmm, is it going to hit us today? <laughs> yes. Let us write about living in the Midwest, okay? I think you're giving people who don't live in the Midwest a very funky idea of what Illinois actually looks like. It's plains of corn, not hills of corn. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I mean, I grew up in the Metro East, which is kind of hilly. So we had the River Bluff and the Mississippi River. So we're a little hilly, okay? And if you go further south, then yes, we have rolling hills because we get into the Shawnee National Forest. But sorry, sorry, yeah. If we move even like 15 minutes north, flat, flat rolling plains of soybeans and corn. You were right. I am sorry. I apologize. I am giving a bad impression. The majority of Illinois is flat. With full corn of corn and, and soybeans. And yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on then. So the next book, so this is going to be per se my third one. I always buy Benedict, Benedict Jacka books. So he... Honestly, he only has like one major series, which is going to be the Alex Vera series. And the newest one, I, can't, I have it queued up, ready to go. It's called Forge. I've been kind of 
like dragging my feet on it. But he also has another series that is about, they're called Ninja. They're from 2007. They're not super exciting. They're not well promoted because he wrote them before he wrote the Alex um, Vera series, which started in 2012, which by the way, he knocked out three of those books in one year. Faded, Curse, and Taken were all published in 2012. And then he has published a book every year since then without fail. He must have had at least two of those written before they started getting published. Right, which is perfectly fine. Because he he is published by a major author, or major author, well, he's published by a major sci-fi publisher, which is Orbit. Um, He's a British author, which I also love because the books are set in Britain. And I like them because, to me, so I don't love Jim Butcher's Dress and Files series, and I feel like he, he distinctly hinted that these books are set in the same universe as Harry Dresden, but they don't like, they don't intercross at all. Mm-hmm. But I love these so much more. And I don't know why I love these more than I love the Harry, than, I don't know. Harry Dresden and I just don't get along. But anyway, the Alex Vera series has 11 books out. Book 12, which I've been, I've heard the rumors that's the last book is being released this December. Oh, the last book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. the last one of, of this one, which, I mean, makes sense because he's kind of getting ready to close this story arc, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, he could possibly write other books in this universe or maybe expand or write some other stories about some of the companions that are in the series. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be the last book. Oh, I always hate hearing that, like, a series is ending when you've loved it that much. Like, I know it has to end eventually, but it's also like, oh. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm having feelings about it, but that's okay. I still have at least two books to read, so we're okay. Okay, good. Who is your next automatic buy? Or just that you love? <laughs> so the next one on my list is Gail Carriger. <laughs> we have also talked about her quite a bit. Her most famous series is probably the Parasol Protectorate. It's five books with two prequels that she has written. Um, and they're mostly prequels just because they're in the same universe and sort of deal with the same characters. And definitely the Parasol Protectorate is her best known series. I believe it was her first series as well. And the first book, Soulless, is actually a manga as well. It's a three-volume manga. Set in the same universe, she also has the Finishing School series that I adore, and they happen in before the Parasol stuff in the timeline. There's the Delightfully Deadly novellas. Uh, there's two out currently, and it's my understanding that she's working on a third. There is the Custard Protocol, which has four books in it. Happens after the Parasol Protectorate. And I have read the first one. I would like to read the other three. It is my goal to read the other three. She also has the Supernatural Society duology, the San Andreas Shifters series, the Tinkered Stars duology right now, uh, the Steampunk trilogy, and she's got several standalone books, including Fairy Debt, which I have read, uh, My Sister's Song, And her latest book is called The Heroine's Journey. And it's not actually a fantasy book. It's more about main characters in fantasy books being the heroines and actually like 
how the heroine's journey in fantasy is different than the hero's journey journey in fantasy. So I'm interested to read that at some point for sure. That sounds super interesting, not gonna lie. I know, right? Man, I I really do like Gail Carringer a lot. I'm interested in reading the mangas because I have not read those. I actually have started Prudence, but haven't read anything after I, I've like read three chapters. I'm not I keep trying to get into it and I'm like, man, trying. Eh, you know what I mean? Like I, I know I want to read it. Yeah. But I'm also the Finishable series for me is the epitome of her writing. Now the St. Andrea Shifter sounds interesting. That that sounds like is that an urban fantasy? I believe so. I believe it's set in the same universe as her other stuff, but but it's over in the North American continent instead. Is my understanding of it. I haven't looked super into it. I would really like to read them though, because mm-hmm. it does sound interesting. I agree. The finishing school series is like the peak of her writing. Like Parasol Protectorate is fine. It's a good series. Prudence is a decent book, but the finishing school series just like on another level. It really is. <laughs> I know. I know. Sephronia is like one of my favorite yeah. characters. Well, and it kind of sucks when you find a character like that because you're like, I'm not sure even this author could make me love another one of their characters this much, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. So it's like, I, I'm sorry, but you peaked here for me. I still love you, but... But you're, you're peaking, but we're, we're still going to buy all your books, but you peaked. Yes, pretty much. I understand these things. All right, so who's the next one on your list? For me, is one that I've talked about a lot, because I love all sorts of her books for all different reasons. So it's Mercedes Lackey, who was, of course, my first foray into fantasy with her Heralds of Baltimore series, which I've read pretty much everything out of that series, which, by the way, I, like, started counting how many books are. There's a lot of books in that series. I, I kind of, like, lost count. There's, like, over 20. There's all of, She has all these anthropologies, like, over 15 anthropologies of short stories in the same universe. I've read everything, but the I've read the first of the Collegium Chronicles, didn't like it so I didn't read the other four there's a Herald Spy which trilogy and Family of Spies which happens after Herald of Spy and these all were published five after a five-year hiatus where she stepped away from the universe I'm gonna try them again maybe I just didn't like them because they weren't the same flavor as the other ones which is all right but some of the other series that she's written that I highly enjoy god she has so many of them but mm-hmm. I'm going to highlight the Elemental Master series. One of my favorite all-time books is The Fire Rose, which is based on Being the Beast. So all of these are based, um, they're all in the early 20th century. They all follow magicians who control air, fire, water, and earth. And there's 16 of them, mind you. And I've read all of them except for the one, two, three, four, five. Oh, good. I haven't read the uh, fifth, the five newest ones again, but that's okay. But they're I love that they're all based on, like, just, I just love that they're based on fairy tales. I love books based on fairy tales. Like, we talked about Cinder. We've talked about Naomi Novik's books, which, uh, not really going to spoil it, but guess what? We're going to talk about those authors anyway. The thing for authors who take a traditional tale and put their own spin on it, because it just excites me. 
not related to that series, but one of my favorite books I've read by her as well is called The Firebird, which is based on Russian folktales. So interesting. Like we never really get to hear about Russian folktales. And mm-hmm. so The Firebird is essentially the phoenix and is once again based kind of a turn of the century. Great, great book. There's the Tales of the 500 Kingdoms, which Abby has highlighted on as well. I love that series. I know you do. <laughs> there are six in that series plus a short story. Highly enjoy all those. I've read all those, obviously. And there's also another, I know there's more, and yet there's more. There's also the Dragon Jousters, which I really enjoy. Basically, it centers around two neighboring countries called Alta and Tia, both of that use dragons um, as their most powerful weapons. And it's very interesting because these are based in a pre-Dinoxa period of ancient Egypt. So before we had the pharaohs. So like right before that time. And then it's also based on um, Atlantis as well. There are four of those theories. They're quite delightful. I read those. They were all published during high school. So from 2003 to 2006. So I have like these memories of just reading them in class instead of, you know, um, doing other stuff like, you know, schoolwork. Pay attention in class. What's that? (laughs) What? But not just that, they're so, I mean, she's ri- she, she co-authors stuff too. So she's written with Andre Norton, who is a delightful fantasy author who has passed away. Elvin Band, Elvin Blood, and Elvin Born were fantastic. And they have yet to release Elvin Bread. And they may never release that book because Andre Norton died. And I don't think they've come to a conclusion what they want to do. There's a Secret World Chronicles, which is a um, kind of a cyberpunk series as well. That's kind of based on a role-playing, a role-playing, another RPG game. There's a hair, the Heirs of Alexandria, which is another collaboration she's done. Yeah, I mean, like, she just has all of these books. Serrated Edge, which is a cyberpunk series. There's a Diana Turgaz series, which is one of my first forays into urban fantasy. There's three books out of that one. Quite enjoyable books. There's The Bedroom's Bard, which are the Elves on the Road universe. Like... She has written across all of the genres that's like sci-fi, urban fantasy, fantasy. She's everywhere. She's done a young adult series as well, which is called The One Dozen Daughters, which is only, she only has one book written with that one, with James Mallory, who I like when she writes stuff with James Mallory, because she also wrote the Enduring Flames trilogy and the Dragon Prophecy with him. Oh my God, this woman has written so much and she's all over the place. She's been writing since I was born so she has 30 years of books out and she's at least popped out a book every single year since I've been born so what you're saying is in order for you to catch up and actually have read all of her books she'll have to pass away and you'll have to keep reading that would have been me she may not pass away okay that's fine I'm fine if we just take all the authors we love put them in a little bubble and go nothing can harm you even death it's fine precisely (laughs) yep okay I love it. And I also love like one of my f- like favorite books that are written, um, the Mage Wars trilogy and the Owl trilogy out of the Heralds of Autumn series were written with her husband, Larry Dixon. Like it just kind of warms my heart when the couple can write together, you know? Yeah, that's really cute. It's so cute. Okay. Anyway, so I've gushed about Mercedes Lackey. <laughs> a- any questions, anything you need to know before we move on? Uh... Not really, but I suddenly feel the need to go look her up on Goodreads and, like, start adding more books. 
Uh, yeah. I would. All right. Well, then tell me your next one. So, speaking of a protective bubble, I wish I could have put this man in a protective bubble. Brian Jakes. He sadly passed away in 2011, I believe. And he was, he's been one of my favorite authors, basically since I was introduced to him in sixth grade. Um, his best known series is the Redwall series, which we have talked about on this show. There are 22 books in the official series. I have read all but one, six of them. And I do plan to read all of those still eventually. The ones I haven't read are Loam Hedge, Hyrulean, Iluelia, Doomright, The Sable Queen, and The Rogue Crew. And I'm like, I'm gathering them to me and not letting myself read more than one a year because I'm just like, I want to savor these so badly because they're still new to me and there aren't any more coming out ever. So I'm very much like, it'll probably be a solid six years before I finish the series and I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> uh-huh. these are just, these are such comfort books to me. Yeah. And they're such, they're such good, warm, wholesome stories. And so I just like, uh, I need to savor the ones that I haven't read yet. Related to Redwall. He's also gotten a bunch of different things like a cookbook and some side stories. There was a series called Tribes of Redwall. The published books were Badgers, Otters, and Mice. Um, It was supposed to be a five book series. Unfortunately, since he died in 2011, the status of the other two is unknown. My guess is they'll probably never be published, even if they were partially written. And I'm honestly okay with that. I'd rather have nothing than a subpar book under his name, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the other series he wrote was called the Flying Dutchman series. It was Castaways of the Flying Dutchman, The Angel's Command, and Voyage of Slaves. I own all three signed. And the only reason I own the signed ones is because I happened to go to a bookstore with some random friend from high school and it wasn't a bookstore in our area it was like somewhere else random I don't even remember where I just remember it was like a two-story borders or something ridiculous and obviously I went to the fantasy section and was like oh look Brian Jake's books and I started going oh I haven't uh gotten this new book from him yet opened it up and went it's signed and all three of them are signed (laughs) so I love it I like her. You're like, and Abby is going to check her money. Does she have enough? Yes, she's buying them all. Goodbye. It's one of those, like, you hear about people finding books from authors they love just randomly signed. That's what happened to me. And it was because he had, well, he'd been at the store like the week prior or something. And he'd signed a few extra copies and I guess left them on the shelf. And I just happened to be lucky enough to be there to get them. And... They are some of my most prized possessions now, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have this author on my list because I have other authors who have bumped them, unfortunately. But like for me, Nate got the Great Tree of Avalon ser- trilogy signed by T.A. Barron for me. And I loved it. Like they, they, they hold a place of honor on my bookshelves. Like T.A. Barron's like now author 12. Like he used to be in my top books. I still... I mean, it's nostalgia for me. I still love them, but. 
Yeah. I understand. I feel you. I feel this. Yeah. Like, they sit, even though I don't even have, like, official bookshelves, I keep them on my dresser, like, in a spot of honor, cause, so I can see them anytime. <laughs> it's like, you're going to stay there forever. And it's kind of awkward because the first two are paperbacks and the third one is a hardcover. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I don't like, I don't even care because I know they're signed. <laughs> so it's fine. Precisely. All right. I believe this will be your number five. It will. I am so, man, girl, you, you, you can it so good tonight. Good job. So proud of you. I can do the counting. I'm so proud of me. As long as it's not me counting, we're fine, honestly. All right. So I am sliding into um, Sharon. I call her Sheen because there's a double N. It could be Shen. could be Shine. I'm saying Sheen because I don't know how to pronounce anyone's names. So she's written several things. She's written the Safekeeper series, the Safekeeper Secret, um, the, the Truth Teller's Tale and the Dream Maker's Magic. She's written the Samaria series, which is called Archangel, Jehovah's Angel, the Eliophiles, Angelica, and Angel Seeker. Those are interesting. I've not read those, but I will eventually someday when I just sit down and read something. I'll get there eventually, but they're interesting because they're books obviously about angels and it just sounds so intriguing. And I'm like, I'll get there. But my favorite ones... My favorite ones of her are the 12 Houses series. So there's the Mystic and Rider, the 13th House, the Dark Moon Defender, Reader, and the Relics, and the Fortune of Fate. And I am so sad because from 2005 to 2008, she whipped out a novel. And she has not put out a novel for those in a while. I'm so sad. But she is writing another series I like called the Elemental Blessing series. The first one being Troubled Waters, Royal Heirs, Jeweled Fire, and Unquiet Land. I have not read Joel Fire on Quiet Land yet. I'll get there. It just takes me time to get there. In addition, she has some standalones that I really like, including Summers at the Castle Auburn, The Shapeshifter Wife, and Heart of Gold, and plus some others. So she's written a lot of stuff. Um, she also has a, she's one of those authors who does a lot of um, anthropology. So like, I think, I feel like Patricia Briggs, Mercedes Lackey, Sharon Sheen are three authors, I feel like, who like to throw out short stories. And I can't say I'm like a super duper short story fan at all, but I don't know. Are you a short story fan? I really like short stories if they're in universes that I'm interested in. So like all the short stories that Gail Carriger has put out for the Parasol universe, I love. Mm -hmm. I am all about those. Give me all the short stories. That includes the novellas and everything. I'm just like, I want them all. Versus like, if I'm not that into the universe, I can take them or leave them. I like reading short stories as eBooks because I would almost feel like it wasn't worth my money to buy a physical book of a short story, but like buying an eBook, I'm like, I'm still supporting the author, but I also feel good about the purchase. (laughs) And an eBook is about my attention span for a short story. (laughs) So... That cracks me up. That makes me laugh. A short story is my attention span for an ebook. That's why I don't make it through very many ebooks. <laughs> okay. And yet that's my primary mode of reading. Yeah, it's okay. I know. But yeah, I like them. So almost everything is high fantasy with her. And I'm going to tell you the 12 Houses series is a blending of traditional sword and magic and political intrigue with romance. 
but it's not like super heavy-handed romance. It's more like every story, someone falls in love, and then they're happy at the end, and it makes me happy. I like stories like that. Mm-hmm. Man, and the first four, uh, Mystic and Rider, 13th House, Darkwing Defender, and Reader and Relics, are one story arc, and then she made a new story arc with Fortune of Fate, and I love that book, and she hasn't published anything since 2008, Abby. For the series. Mm. Which is fine. I'm glad she's focusing on elemental blessings, which I highly enjoy as well. Like, can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But, seriously. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I'm like, where are my other books? Anyway. So, she is definitely one that I, I love to gobble up her books. I just, every time that a 12 houses book came out I was like boom fly like fly on a pie kind of a thing I just jumped on it and bought it and I loved it so much see that's what I got for you well my last one before the break is a much newer author so her list is very very short (laughs) Jordan of Fueco and she has written the Ray Bearer series uh the first one is Ray Bearer the second one is Redemptor I think it's only going to be a duology uh, because there's no third book that has been said that it's coming out and Redemptor is being released this year in August. I have it pre-ordered, <laughs> but I, I adored Ray Bearer so much that Jordan Fueco made this list. Like I, I can't imagine Redemptor not living up to Ray Bearer, you know? And she also has another book scheduled to come out in 2023 called Cool Awkward Black. I have no idea what it's about. We don't have a cover or anything. It's just that title and the release date. So, well, release year. But I am very interested to see where she goes and what else she's going to write. Because, wow, Mm -hmm. I am that impressed with her. I know. Trust me. I I feel like... On my shoulder, there's an Angel Abbey and a Double Abbey. Angel Abbey is like, you know, you just read whatever books you want. You're doing so good. You keep reading. Double Abbey's over here poking me with her pitchfork going, why have you not read Ray Bear? Hurry up, Mo. Get this done right now. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. And I just kind of smacking Double Abbey down and say, just chill. Chill on. I got other stuff I'm reading. At least I have been reading pretty truthfully to my... TBR list. Have you, Abby? Hmm? Have you been reading to your TBR list? We'll talk about that in July. Shh. <laughs> Spoiler. Not really. Won't tell you that. <laughs> I I'd say I'm sorry for talking your ear off about Ray Bearer, but I'm not sorry. So that is what it is. I am very excited about her and I hope she continues at this level. Awesome. Well, that is the end of our first half. And when we come back, we are going to talk about our other book author people, our other favorite authors that we like to buy when they publish a new book. See you guys in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. 
grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. Welcome back, guys. We are going to talk about our other half of our favorite authors. So continuing on, Mo, who's the next one on your list? Well, for me, it's one that we've done one episode on. Miss Michelle Sagara, who has written the Chronicles of Elantra series, which I highly enjoy. Just so you know, that series has 15 books published and one coming out this year. I really like these series. I know that you struggled with reading Cast and Shadow. I've read up to Cast and Peril, which is the eighth book. And without 2012, yeah, I kind of fell off reading in 2012. Um, so I haven't picked this series back up really. But I really love it because it takes place in a fantasy universe with an urban fantasy detective vibe. And it's so interesting. I, I love all the different races, all the side characters. I think it's great, personally. But not only does she write that series, which to me is probably the main series, but she also, gosh, she's written underneath another name for Michelle West. And she wrote the Sun Sword series back in 97 through 2004. There's the Sundress, the Sacred Hunt, like the House Force series. I love that, like, I don't know why she switched names or anything, but I didn't realize that she had written other books until we started doing this. And I'm like, oh, oh, mm. <laughs> I know. And I mean, everything is high fantasy. So, mm -hmm. you know, those are the best. Fantasy usually is. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, not only that, um, when we were doing this, I learned that she loved to read Nancy Drew as a child, as well as J.R.R. Tolkien, and that was the inspiration for the Chronicles of Lantra. She wanted to do a mystery series set in fantasy, and I was like, yeah, yeah me too, you're right. That was a good notion, yes. I love it. <laughs> All right, so my next author is Samantha Shannon, and... It's weird to put an author that I've only read one book from on this list, but I read Prior of the Orange Tree. It's an 800 plus page book. I was not once bored. I loved it so much that I need to read all the other books she's written. The only other, she has one series. It's called The Bone Season. It has, okay. So currently there are four published books in it, but... There are three more untitled to-be-published books in the series, so seven total. There are a couple short stories as well, and so I have uh, pretty recently bought the first uh, book in the series, The Bone Season, and I'm definitely looking forward to reading it and hoping it's as good as Priory was. It looks pretty interesting. Like I just read the synopsis of The Bone Season. I'm like, okay, it's like a futuristic sci-fi Right. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Especially since Priory of the Orange Tree was like high fantasy kind of thing. So just like, I'm very interested. I hope this is good. Awesome. All right. Who else you got? Uh, my next author is a sci-fi author. It's John Scalzi. So John Scalzi for a few things. I love Old Man's War. It's one of the... It wasn't quite the gateway into sci-fi for me because I did read iRobot and Starship Troopers and Ender's Game before that. But Ole Miss War was the, oh, oh, what an interesting genre this was. Like the other three just like, they were good, 
but this is what, what did it for me. Old Man's War consists of about four novels, and there's a whole bunch of extra little things, like uh, short stories that have, like, come off of it as well. John Scalzi is a... That's stereotypical. Hmm. John Scalzi is an author, and he likes to write about sex. And sometimes some of the uh, scenes in his book are um, disconcerting. <laughs> um, so in Old Man's War, basically, the main premise is that the character is at the end of his life, and you begin to basically sign on. So he's been on Earth his whole life, and you can sign on with the government to join basically the military and what happens is that you get put into a new body and suddenly you go from being like 80 and old to like 20 and having all of this energy and a few of those scenes I was like oh flip faster flip fa- are we done yet okay yep we are good I mean you've read this you know what I'm talking about so <laughs> yes the book that Mo handed me told me was great I got a couple of chapters in and was going Mo, what did you make me read? What is this? (laughs) You just try to get past that and then it was fine. Like the other ones are not like that. Just Old Man's War. Man, definitely was a little spicy, let me tell you. (laughs) That's a good word for it, yes. I know. Um, (laughs) Gosh, but I've read Android's Dream by him. I've read his standalone novels, Agents of Stars, Fuzzy Nation, Red, Red Shirts. Like, he is a fantastic sci-fi author. Right now, I am reading the Interdependency series by him. The Last Emperor came out last year in April 2020. I don't know. I can't. I need to I need to start it. But I know when I start it, that's it's going to be, well, it says series. I think it's a trilogy. I don't know. But you know, like, when you really want to read a book, but you don't want to read it because you don't want to get to the end? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having that issue right now. Like, I think I'll probably start it soon, but. Mm, yeah, I know that feeling all too well. Yeah. Anyway, so I like him. Like, he was my gateway author into fantasy. I also love that he is partnered with Will Wheaton for a lot of his novels. And I love Will Wheaton as a audio reader, as an audiobook narrator. There we go. Like, I actively seek out books that are like, it's read by Will Wheaton okay I don't care what it's about (laughs) bye you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but yeah Abby tell me your next one so my next one I found last year her name is Elizabeth Lim she got her start doing a series called Twisted Tales and they're a series that Disney backs I guess because they're all Disney characters, Disney villains, that kind of thing. And the series itself is written by a whole bunch of different authors. But she wrote Reflection, which is the Mulan retelling. And so This is Love, which is a Cinderella retelling. And most recently, she's slated to do a for now untitled one in the series as well, which I'm looking forward to. I haven't read Reflection or So This Is Love. I do plan to at some point. The Blood of the Stars duology, I adore. There's so much gorgeous mythology and imagery and the story itself was so interesting and I enjoyed the characters. It just, oh, it was a great duology. I was very pleased with it. She has a new book coming out this year. 
July 6th is when it comes out, actually. It's called Six Crimson Cranes. And there will be at least one more book in this. So it might be a duology. It might be series. I don't know. But that's untitled still. I'm very much looking forward to Six Crimson Cranes because it deals with the mythological story of the brothers who get turned into cranes and the sister who has to save them. So I'm just like, hmm. This sounds so interesting. I really want to read this. I'm so intrigued. I am so intrigued by that. I know. So I am definitely looking forward to that one and seeing what else she puts out in the future. I really like the elements that she brings into her stories because they invoke such gorgeous imagery in my mind. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love storytellers that can do that. I mean, that's why you're so drawn to Brian Jakes so much because you love the way he just, the thing I remember most of you talking about in Redwall was the way he describes food. (laughs) Best descriptions of food ever. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm very much, if you can paint a gorgeous picture in my mind, I love it. And Elizabeth Lynn definitely does that. So, all right. Who's up next for you? Oh, good. So for me, I mentioned earlier, um, I love Jim Butcher. Okay. However, the Justin Files is not an automatic buy for me. It's an automatic buy for my husband. And I did buy Nate the two newest books signed for either his birthday or Christmas or anniversary. Don't remember which one it was. But what I really love, gosh, when he was writing the Codex Alar series. Okay. So he is most known for for is the Harry Dresden Files series. There are 17 books in that series. They're an urban fantasy. People love them. Great. Good for them. Glad that they love them. Uh, they don't tickle me as much. I don't love them. So that's just me. Oh, well. What I love is the Codex Lara series, which is uh, a series of six novels. And... It was published between 2004 and 2009. I definitely, I read them all, like, immediately, as soon as they came out, I would get them from the library and read them as a hardback, and then I would go out and buy them as a paperback, okay? I love the series because it is loosely based on the late Roman Empire, and it kind of has a lot of Roman-esque elements into it, but also is high fantasy. Basically, the premise of it is that it kind of reminds me of Pokemon. Everyone gets their own powerful elemental force called a fear, except for one person. Tavi, the main character, never got one. And then you find out why he never got one, and you're like, mind blown, awesome, love it. So good. Really, really liked it. And then he also wrote a steampunk-inspired series called The Cinder Spires. Now, we have this in hardback, and I didn't love it when I was reading it, but oh my god, like I listened to it. The audiobook was so good. I don't know why it didn't tickle me in the book form, but it was so much fun. I loved it. And what I really love is that I'm getting vibes that the Cinder Spires takes place in the same world as the Codex Lara, but takes place. Mm -hmm. So it's steampunk. So instead of being ancient Rome, so like, you know, fifth century is taking place in like the 20th century, like right at the turn of the 20th century with steampunk. But there's big bad things coming back. That have been here before. Anyway, so I love it. It's awesome. 
And I really can't wait till the next one gets published. Um, the last time he wrote a book for this series, he wrote one called The Aeronauts Win List, and that was published in 2015. So I am eagerly waiting. Like, I know, I know he needs to write his Jim Butcher books. That's fine. God bless him. He writes that. But I want more of the Cinder Spire series really badly. See, and I'm with you on Dresden. I'm just like, I read the first one and I'm like, I have zero interest in this. This is just not, this isn't for me. I read the first Codex Alara and I'm interested enough in that series that I will continue reading it. But the Cinder Spires? I gotta tell you, it, it only gets better. I would say it got like really super duper awesome. I'm trying to think of good words to say that were not bad words. Like I think book four, when we got to Captain's Fury, and then when we get the Precepts Fury, oh, and then First Lord's Fury, oh man, <laughs> epic battles all around. So good. Anyway, it's high fantasy. You know how I feel about high fantasy. Oh, yes. But I'm very interested in that steampunk one now. I like a good steampunk. It's good. It kind of makes me want to wait on it until he has at least one more book out in it, though. You don't need to wait. It'd be fine. Mm. Get it. Or I can let you borrow it. We shall see. All right, Abby, hit me with your next one. (sighs) My next one is Terry Pratchett. And dear heavens, this man, I, I didn't even look through all his books when I was making this list because I physically couldn't. Paging through Goodreads, there's like 13 pages of his works. <laughs> I had no idea he had written quite so much. Uh, so my basic goal is to read all of his works by the before I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what else kind of goal I could do. <laughs> like just the Discworld series, like the main books, there's 41 main books. 41. That alone would take me at least a year just reading nothing but that book, but those books. So, or maybe half a year. It would probably take me at least six months just to get through Discworld if I read nothing else. Perfect. (laughs) That's all you need to do. Oh my gosh. And then there's all the side stories for Discworld. There's the science of Discworld series. There's then he's got so many other series. Oh my gosh. There's the Long Earth series, the Bromelade trilogy, the Johnny Maxwell trilogy. He's co-authored a ton of books. He's got a bunch of uh, standalone books, Nation, Dodger, The Carpet People, Strata, Shaking Hands with Death. And the ones that really interesting me when I saw them on this list, they're called the Children's Circle Stories. The books, there's four books. Uh, Dragons at Crumbling Castle and other stories, The Witch's Vacuum Cleaner and other stories, Father Christmas's Fake Beard, and The Time Traveling Caveman. And I just went, Terry Pratchett wrote children's stories. I need to read these. Uh, you know who else needs to read them? Your children. Uh, yeah. Guess who I'll be reading them to? Your children. <laughs> exactly. I was very excited when I saw that he had written those. And like I said, I didn't write out a comprehensive list of all his works because my gosh, I'm, I can't even imagine that the man ate. <laughs> like, would you eat and sleep when you're writing this much? <laughs> you don't, there's no point to it. Oh, right. I love Terry Pratchett. I am a little burnt out on Terry Pratchett. I highly enjoy reading Terry Pratchett. I think my next one I'm supposed to be reading is Feet of Clay. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's the next Night Watch one. I really love the Night Watch books and the Death books. I kind of don't love anything that involves the wizards. I don't like the wizards. Yeah. Like, they annoy me. I'm not a huge fan of the wizards. Like, I can take them in small doses, but the books that have a lot of wizard activity, it was just like, oh, I'm bored now, guys. <laughs> I know. And I love going postal, but making money wasn't great. Um, I might have to reread it, see if I like it better. Yeah, I think my next one is either going to be a Sorcery, The Color of Magic, or Hogfather. Um, either Sorcery or Hogfather, I think, because they're on my TBR. Now, Color of Magic is the beginning. Is your first glimpse into the world of Discworld. I, it is about a wizard, but it's about Rincewind. Mm-hmm. And it's special. It was the first one I read, and it got me into this world. Well, I kind of want to read Sorcery, just because that's the one that Terry Pratchett suggested you start with. Even though it's in like the middle of a series or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I also have Feet of Clay and Jingo and the Fifth Elephant and Equal Rights and Small <laughs> Gods and Going Postal and. <laughs> uh, listen, I too have a ton of these. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Tell me about your next one then. Well, the next one is a joint collaboration one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with Marissa Meyer, okay? Okay. All right. So, obviously, we love Marissa Meyer because we have read the Lunar Chronicles. We have read the Renegade Trilogy. We have read Heartless and Sakarma. Gosh, I mean, we have read every single one of her books. You know why? Because we love her. She is so good. She flew onto the scene in 2012 with Cinder. So Cinder, Scarlet, Crest, and Winter are part of Lunar Chronicles, and Ferris is a prequel to it. And they're all, once again, one of my favorite genres, is retelling of fairy tales. Like, I know Cinder's been done, or Cinderella has been done a lot, but Cinder is, is fantastic. I mean, it's a futuristic young adult with androids and robots and spaceships and a handsome prince yep i'm here for it hands down ready to go Mm -hmm. when cinder came out my niece read it and told me that i should read it and i looked at like the summary and went it's another cinderella retelling Eh." but then i read it and i went i love this series what took me so long because it was several years later (laughs) before i read it Mm mm-hmm it's amazing. Not to mention all of the myriad of short stories she has in that world. She even wrote, she even wrote a COVID short story called COVID-128. Yep. I remember that. Uh, I just, I love all the short stories that she has in this universe as well. And it's not like, they're not all following the character's from the series it's just they're set in the world and I like that because it's I like this universe so I'm very much a yes there's short stories please give them to me expand this world for me even more and I love that she's done that she also has another one coming out in November it's called Gilded and yes we will be reading it (laughs) and you're ready aren't you oh I'm so ready and what I love, once again, it's a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin. 
I love that she's doing Rumpelstiltskin. This is not one that you normally see retold, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm very interested to see what she did with it. And then the last author we have to talk about is also a joint author. And this is Naomi Novik. Mm -hmm. I love Naomi Novik. She just seems to get like better and better the more I read from her, you know? Um, she's aging like fine cheese, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. I believe her first series was the Temeraire series. That's a good way to say it. All right. It's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine books, starting with His mm-hmm. Majesty's Dragon, uh, which is the only one of that series that I have read. And there's also a few short stories. She also wrote a book called... Will supervillains be on the final from a theoretical series called Liberty Vocational? But that's the only book that's been written for it. I believe it's a comic. Her standalone books, of course, Uprooted and Spinning Silver, both of which we have read and covered on this podcast and loved. And then the series that Mo and I have recently started called The Sholomance. I believe there's supposed to be three books in it. First one is A Deadly Education. The second one is The Last Graduate. It comes out in September. And the third book is still untitled. So you read this as a book. I read it as an audiobook. It's called The um, Scalomance, is the way it's pronounced. I read the audiobook. You did? Yeah. I couldn't remember how they pronounced it. Whatever. I love it. I was like, I know how to say a word. Except you did too. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, the scal. Well, I just rem- I, it just really stuck in my head. Uh, that book was so flippin' good. Uh, yes, that was fantastic. So, one thing I want to highlight is that she, oh, never mind. She's just been a finalist. I thought that she had won Spinning Silver Uprooted and the Chamber Series that all won Hugo Awards. No, but she's been a finalist. So, since her debut in 2006, essentially, all of her books have ended up with a Nebula. I mean, she's won a Nebula for Uprooted. She's been in the finalist for the Hugos. Like, guys, she is a good author. If you have not read her books, I have read His Majesty's Dragon, Throne of Jade, Black Powder War, Empire of Ivory, which are the first four in the Terramir series. And the only reason why I stopped there... Because Victory of Eagles, I do own, but I didn't actually read it. That was 2008, right after high school. Um, Once I got into college, I definitely read less. And then, like, from 2013 to, like, 2016, I kind of had, like, a book drought, I want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 2017, I was like, oh, I love reading again. So, I need to re-pick them up. But, oh, Uprooted and Spinning Silver are, once again, fairy tale retelling. And they are so good. And they are so good. They're amazing. And I cannot wait for September for The Last Graduate. I am going to explode into a million pieces. I am so ready. <laughs> I mean, they left us on a cliffhanger. By the, by the way, The School Man's um, is a trilogy. It's young adult. Really good. Really good. It's like someone wrote a review. It's like, oh, it's just another Harry Potter rewrite. No, guys, this is not a Harry Potter rewrite. This is, this is. So cool. It goes into the magic. It talks about the magic. And there's all these monsters. And I love it. And there's politics. Even though it's like teenage politics. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. And gosh, what a bomb at the end of that first book. 
<laughs> it was great. The very last line was just like, this bomb dropped and that was it. Uh, you know what was really frustrating, listeners? Okay, so I'm reading this book. It took me like a week to read it or something. I'm like, Abby, Abby, you got to read this book. It's so good. You like, you got to get it. Like, go and get it. She gets it when I'm like 75% of the way done. I have like two more days left of listening and she finishes it before I do. Like literally, I only had like, yeah, and she's like, I'm done with it. Are you done yet? I'm like, no, what the hell? To be fair, I don't have a job that requires me to focus on a computer and thinking about things on a computer all the time. So I can stick an earbud in my ear and still do all the stuff I got to do throughout the day. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Great author, have read almost all of her stuff. Going to pick up the other books to read it. She's delightful. Go, go, all the ones we talked about, honestly, are great. Go, go, go read their books. Yes, we highly recommend books from any of these authors. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Find us on all of our social media and tell us that you've read these books or that you're going to read these books or just talk to us about these books. All right. All right, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks, like access to our miniseries, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.